Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we had a um, kind of weird weekend in hoops, right? That's fair. Weird weekend. Right? There were no fantastic finishes. Honestly, not even really close finishes. But we have four teams remaining. We have a final four. We got some NBA yakety yak. Uh, stop me if you heard this before. LeBron scored a lot of points and his team didn't win. And there is blame to go around. None of it is at the feet of LeBron James. Everybody heard that before? Good. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Baseball is getting closer. You don't care. Oh, NFL meetings taking place. And as you heard from Dan Beyer, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers are saying, hey, listen, we haven't traded Garoppolo because we haven't gotten a formal offer yet. That's a new one. I haven't gotten a formal offer yet. Okay. But before we get to all that, let's get to the, the thing that people are talking about the most. That's your job. People ask me all the time, like, what, what's your job? My job is to talk about what people talk about most, generally in sports. And I'm sure there's a, there, there are sports off-ramps plenty. But... Um, I was not watching the Academy Awards last night, but I am aware of what happened and watched the entire sequence of events revolving around the Academy Awards last night. Chris Rock is, um, what do we think? Is, is he the greatest stand-up comic of our generation? Is that, is that fair? Is he the, Eddie, you know, Eddie Murphy became, Dave Chappelle became Chris Rock? Or are Chris Rock and Chappelle contemporaries? I'm not really sure. Uh, obviously, if you go back before uh, Eddie Murphy, there was Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby. I know you don't like to say Bill Cosby because of the things that uh, that he uh, was uh, found guilty of doing with women. But as a comedian, there was definitely a good portion of time in which he was uh, he was considered one of the two or three funniest men in America. We okay saying Chris Rock is, is the guy. Okay. Different style, obviously than Chappelle. And there is some crossover to him in that. I don't know if you want to call him a sellout or whatever, but there are, have been some things that he's done where like, look, if you're hosting the Oscars, you generally have to tame it down. Generally, this is not the, uh, what is it? The golden globes, the one that Ricky Gervais has hosted a bunch of times where he just eviscerates people, eviscerates them. So instead, it was Chris Rock, and Chris Rock um, asked if uh, Jada Pinkett Smith asked if Jada Pinkett Smith was going to be in the new GI Jane Two movie. Obviously, if you followed uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, in addition to all of the other stuff that's being discussed, she has said she has alopecia, and it's made her go bald. Right. So I'm sure there's a reason that she was pretty sensitive at any remark. But 
Like, again, here's the sequence of events. Chris Rock is cracking jokes. He looks over and sees Jada and Will Smith and throws in the line, you know, uh, Jada Smith's going to be, Jada Pink, Jada's going to be in the new uh, G.I. Jane 2. So what most people have seen, most people have seen this. Uh Oh, Richard. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. So my guess is when he said... I could, we know that Chris Rock has that nasty in him. And there's been a lot of talk about him taking the slap. He didn't even touch his face, right? Like, that was good. And had it not been for the I could or that was the greatest night in the history of television, which felt impromptu, and maybe without the cursing, you would have thought, maybe that's a setup. Jay Stu, when you first heard about it, were you watching the Academy Awards? I was, yep. And what did you think when it first? Yeah, happened? I thought I thought it was um, I thought it was a bit. I didn't understand the bit, but I assumed that it would be explained at some point. Um, and then I saw what what all the other American audience saw, I think, which was a bunch of silence and reading Will Smiths. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I guess this is real. And that was one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen in my life. Well, I it wasn't. I wasn't necessarily alarmed by it. Like, look. Here's the thing. Um, obviously, a lot of Will Smith's personal life has ha- has been discussed, and especially not as much in the media as much as the social media. And there have been parts of it that are usually off limits that haven't been made off limits, but a good portion of that is because both Jada and Will have let people in. Right. I mean, it's not like people went digging and they found this scandal and they exposed a scandal. What happened was the two of them have apparently worked through some stuff in their own mm, unique way, come out the other side and then said, hey, here's what we were going through. And because of it and because of some of the stories, I mean, there's been plenty of jokes and plenty of memes on social media. So it does feel like um, that Will, who at first laughed at the joke, looked at Jada. She was, she was uh, not happy. And I think there's at least the possibility that it's not just the joke or her feeling. It's the culmination of all of this other stuff. And then, and you tell me if I'm wrong, he had to be on something. And by on something, I mean he could have had a couple glasses of wine. There's a lot of different things. Knowing that he was eventually or likely going to eventually get an Academy Award, it's not crazy to think, all right, I'm going to have a couple of drinks and loosen up for this long show because you just sit there and sit there and sit there. And you got to be careful how much you drink because you got to go to the bathroom too. But that's not the normal reaction for someone as celebrated as Will Smith. And I would guess that you combined a little uh, lubrication 
with all of the other jokes that have been cracked at his and Jada's expense, and that's what you got. Doesn't make it okay. Uh, I felt like Chris Rock wanted to go to his fastball, which was, if you're a comedian and you've made it this far, and he's made it to the absolute highest point of any comedian, you've had to come up through nightclubs, you've had to dealt with hecklers, deal with hecklers, and with Will, it's not that hard to deal with, considering the ammo that he and Jada provided you. Uh, the whole thing was weird. Like, of all the things to get mad about, that one feels weird. Maybe it's because you're protecting your wife. Maybe it's because of all that other stuff. Maybe it's because you've been drinking, but it felt weird. Uh, Dan Byer, were you watching the Academy Awards? Uh, no, not when it yeah. happened. I Neither didn't. was I. Neither was I. Um, okay, so when it did happen, did you? were you on social media last night? Were you completely shut down? No, and- I was doing stuff around the house, and then my wife had it on. We had it on the TV, but I wasn't paying any attention. And what did Lisa say? She was taking care of the baby, but it was it was just kind of uh, one of the things of, did you hear what happened? You know, we had it on TV, but never paid attention. Yeah, not attention. really watching it. Correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Ba- background, background noise a Yes, bit. so it was a whole thing of, then I was wondering if it was fake or not, and then, um, this is probably about, you know, 30 minutes after everything was blowing up on social media, and I, I still to the today don't, like, I understand Will Smith's wanting to protect his wife i completely uh support that just the whole thing about it of the the setting the scene the slap you know like of 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 it's just to me i yeah I, i'm i'm not even on the fence about it. i don't even know whose side it is it just is awkward to me very awkward that's a great way to put it it's very awkward you- jeremy in new york tweets us bro you don't talk don't mock uh, someone's wife's disease yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I'm generally with you, but I would also say that, like, look, part of it is you go to the Academy Awards. I mean, it's much, it's a tamer version of the Golden Globes, but you know you're going to get made fun of. Actually, getting made fun of at the Academy Awards or Golden Globes or any of these, okay? And you guys tell me if I'm wrong. It actually signifies that you're still very much in the public eye, that you're still very much a known commodity. It's actually, I think anyone in the business would say it's a good thing. When they, when somebody goes like, hey, was, um, was uh, Val Kilmer there? I don't know. I don't even know. Like, why would anybody care if Val Kilmer's there? That's the point. Whereas Jada Smith, she gets a joke made about her, you know. I, I understand it's a disease and losing your hair or whatever. Now, she had hair last night. Can she, I don't know. I don't understand if she can grow hair, not grow hair. If that was because that wasn't a wig. She's taking to just I, cutting everything off. I don't un, really truly understand that. I, I think the personal nature of it, like it offended her, it hurt her feelings. It wasn't about a bad movie she did. It wasn't about a movie that that bombed. It was something that was personal to her that obviously Chris Rock didn't know about. And by the way, I think Chris Rock's joke was completely off the cuff. He just saw her in the front row and made that joke. And there is where it kind of all of a sudden went. Like I don't think that that was that was scripted at all. I, I think that was him totally off the cuff, and I think that he was wrong in saying that because that is a personal attack. It's one thing to be like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, you know, making fun of a movie that someone made, but when you do that, that did cross a line. Not a very funny okay. joke, by the way. No, it w- wasn't very entertaining. Sure, wasn't worth all that. <laughs> no, I would. 
I would tend to agree. And you're right. You're right. Like Will Smith, like laughing at the joke initially, and then looking over and seeing his wife not laughing. Um, my read on that was that he did a quick calculation in his head, and the calculation was this: for all of us that have, have lived with women and, and been married, um, he said the the stuff I'm going to get when I get home is not as bad as the stuff I'm going to get from the world if I attack this man on national TV. I think he made that calculation, and he's going to live with it. I, I actually, I actually. Uh, I, I think it was a little different. I think he laughed and then saw his wife was hurt, and then that's when his emotions changed. Like I, like the whole like Will Smith laughed at first. Then you realize that your partner may have had their feelings hurt. That changes your whole sort of demeanor. Does it then, change your demeanor enough to walk up on stage and hit somebody? Um, I don't think it should. Maybe you could if he just would have screamed out the F word or whatever he did on the sitting down, then I'm cool. You know, hey, don't say my wife's name and you're whatever. But to get up on stage to me personally and to attack and assault somebody, whether you think it was a slap or whatever, or a head or a punch, that where I think I draw the line. John Ramos, ladies and gentlemen. John Ramos Ramos is here. John Ramos Ramos has entered the chat, by the way. (laughs) Sorry. Trade Hosmer now sends me a good tweet. This is a good one. Comedy is dead. Gross overreaction. No matter in defense of his wife, this generation, uh, present era sucks. Now, it's interesting because Collins talked about this some on pods when he's had comedians on. And I know Seinfeld has talked about this, where it's the idea no one want comedians don't want to go to college campuses anymore because everybody massively overreacts to a joke. Massively overreacts to a joke. Um, so I, I, first of all, I, I, there's a lot of elements to it, which are weird. There's the element where he laughed at first. Okay. Then there's the element too. He walked up and he smacked him and then walked away. Whereas normally you would punch a dude, right? Yes. Wouldn't you? Yes. That part was weird. It, it would, that was on the fence to me, Doug. Okay, um, so hold on. Let me, let me kind of walk through it real quick. I, I keep you keep hopping in. I, I I like that. Okay, so then there's the he slapped him. Then there's a Chris Rock, and you could tell Chris Rock he had that. I'm a comedian. I got all this ammo. Yes, everything is scripted in terms of what he said, and maybe that was off the cuff. But if Chris Rock wanted to go, hey, old school Chris Rock coming up in comedy, he's got a heckler. This heckler, he's got a ton of info on. He could have evis- He could have ended, ended Will Smith, ended him. I mean, so- I don't think so. so. He was shook. He couldn't get I- out the documentary. He didn't know what they were doing. He, be, he realized be, I, the moment. I, he, I, I do. I think he realized the moment. That's why I think he listened. I want to play it for you one more time, okay? I want you to listen to where he was kind of giggling, and he was like, he was trying to figure out in his head, calculate in his head, is it worth it if I end Will, Will Smith? Because he could end. Will Smith is a Scientologist. There's plenty of jokes there, okay? Will Smith and Jada had that open relationship and you had the R&B dude talking about Jada and all that. There's there's so much ammo there. And if you don't think Chris Rock has the ammo, that's like that, that's like, you know, wa- walking into the worst part of any bad city and going like, "Hey guys, I got a bunch of cash here." Like, what do you get? Like it's just uh th- there's Chris Rock has that fastball in him, but he knows this is the corporate nature of it. Take a listen to the, there's like three or four seconds there, 
And then he goes, I, I won't do it. I, I, I won't. I won't do it. Take a listen. Oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your f- mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's, look, I, I, and Dan, you know this hosting shows. I can't imagine you're on stage there. And yeah, he's a little shook, but I also think he's contemplating his mind do I crush this dude? And and the weird part was when he walked up, like no one said or moved a muscle. They didn't think anything of it. Then he smacks him and like nobody moved at all. There was They were just like, is this theater? I don't think anybody in the theater knew if it, well, it was real or no, fake. No, I don't think until, so either. Until it got really uncomfortable and Will Smith started yelling, don't keep your name and my wife's name out of your effing mouth. I don't know how he could have. I, I understand your point about a comedian, and then now a comedian's like, "All right, now we're turning it all the way up to 10. Like I get that portion of it. I just don't. I don't know what he could have done. Like that would have. Chris, if Chris Rock retaliates with any words, he even looks worse because he kind of started it with his joke that did not land. Him not. Did, him not pressing charges, by the way, is I think the the first step, but. I really do think, guys, unless he's issued a statement in the last 20 minutes I'm not aware of, I think that he holds Will Smith's reputation, I think, moving forward in his, his hands. If Chris Rock kind of plays this off, makes a joke out of it, and wants to wants to you know make things good, then Will Smith's kind of reputation takes a little ding, but it's not for a long time. But if, if Chris Rock wants to make a deal out of this and kind of pile on a little bit, I think Will Smith could take like a, a long time to get over this. Will did not look right. Yeah. When, when right. he's yelling, he did not look right. And look, I, I'll just, quick story, okay? So uh, my dad for his 70th birthday, so this is 19, what is this, uh, 2010. Okay, 2010. My dad had, comes up with the idea, I want to have a roast. Okay, who do you want to roast? Me, for my birthday. Call all my friends, you guys can say whatever you want. Uh, don't know if you want that. No, no, I want to roast. You guys know how to do it. So there's plenty of things you can pick on about my dad. And there's always one guy. I won't mention the name because uh, his son is a very good friend of mine. But I remember being there. We had at my dad's tennis club and we had, I don't know, 50 of his friends there. And everybody kind of got up and told a, a, a Bob Gottlieb story. My dad, there's plenty of funny stories, which... Uh, would no one would deem offensive, but they definitely make fun of it because there was there was there were so many openings there, and there was one guy who said a couple of things which they just came off as mean, right? Like I don't really know if you got the whole idea of a, like it's okay to make fun of dudes and bust chops, but it came off as mean. And when I when anytime I've told that story, like yeah, you can't do that with friends. There's always one guy, right? And, and it's just like when you go out drinking with, you know, like six, seven buddies, there's always one guy who wants to fight. There's always one guy who takes it too far. There's always somebody who takes a joke too personally. Always. 
and that's what that was. That was relatable. Also, the couple that's going through a lot of stuff, and the guys, I, I think part of the massive overreaction is they're going through all this stuff, and, you know, it takes a while to click in the, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be the overprotective husband now. The whole thing was as weird as anything I can imagine. It's just sometimes human interactions are weird. Uh, But I did think there's a relatable part to somebody taking a joke poorly to a joke that uh, this is what uh, I'm not a comedian, but I can tell you having said jokes that didn't go over well before. I, everyone knows what that's like. And a lot of times it's the ones you don't plan for. Those are the ones you just throw them in. You think they're a clever line and that's what gets you most in trouble. That's what gets you most in trouble. Yes, John Ramos. No, go ahead, John. Did you listen to the other jokes from the three ladies on the, on the set before this happened? Yeah. There were, yeah, there were tons of things that they said. They even said stuff about Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, about having multiple or different people or or whatever. I mean, I don't know why this. I get it, maybe why this particular one did, but we act I think like she, this I think, is I not. Think she'd, I think she'd had enough. Okay, well, and that's, that, that's that's my guess. And and I'll also tell you this: like uh, this, this may come across to some as chauvinistic. I don't believe it is. Men and women are not wired the same. We all understand that, right? Like this is not, it's not chauvinistic to say men and women are not wired the same. Some women are wired a little bit more like men. Some men are wired a little bit more like women. And and none of that has any sort of negative. If you want to take it as a negative connotation, feel free. Knock yourself out. It's not. Men and women are different. And women have a tendency, I believe, to take things, especially like social media things, Look at how many women have imploded because of the nastiness and downright disgraceful nature of some people on social media, right? Like, look, I have people say things to me that are awful, awful. And sometimes I'll post them and sometimes I'll just, um, sometimes I'll just block them. Sometimes I'll mute them. Sometimes I'll retweet them. I, 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 there's no pattern to it. The difference is that I think sometimes women struggle with that and understanding like it's kind of part of the job. It does suck. Doesn't feel good. But if you can tell yourself in your brain, hey, if they're not mentioning you, um, that's a bad thing. If they are mentioning you, even if they're joking, that's a good thing. If you can get that in your brain, you can survive it. But I, I, I tend to believe that women have a tendency by and large, not everyone to take things a little bit more personally, to to be a and and usually they're a little bit more sympathetic or empathetic in the humor in which they have. Not always, obviously, not those three ladies up there. Anyway, um, uh, Jack says, "What would happen if Amy Schumer told the same joke?" It's a great question. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We'll get back to uh, all that yakety yak on Chris Rock and Will Smith in a second, plus an update on everything happening in the world of sports. But let's get to Steve Berline, longtime starting quarterback and NFL analyst for the National Football League. He joins us. Of course, he works for CBS Sports. And Steve, I want to start with um, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, what do you think of Cleveland? They only traded for him, but they gave him a five year guaranteed deal. We don't know when he'll play this year. 
He's also had, and this no one discusses, two ACL injuries. He's a very, very talented guy, uh, but won't have played in a year, maybe a year and a half by the time he does play. What do you think of Deshaun Watson to Cleveland for that money? Well, if you're talking about just as a football player, I think it's an absolute winning deal for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I, I've always been a huge fan of Deshaun. I'm not overly concerned about the, uh, the dual ACL injuries. When he, when he um, was last playing, he was playing at a pretty high level. And I think he's right in the prime as far as age and years left. And obviously he's going to have to be smart and learn how to not put himself at risk for those type of injuries. But uh, as we know with technology today, ACL, there's not any other major issues. Guys are coming back from those on a regular basis. Now, as you pointed out, with all the questions, with all the money guaranteed, you don't even know how often or how much he's going to get to play this year. Uh, it's a risk for the Browns for sure, but I I think they're looking at it from a, a long-term perspective. Uh, you know, This year, they may not have him for the full season, uh, but moving forward, they have their quarterback position set. I think uh, for the long term, and they must know a little bit more than we do about what the situation is for this year, um, and <clears throat> maybe they feel as though um, he will get by with maybe uh, just a slap on the wrist uh, more than anything else. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, that's the voice of Steve Berline, of course, longtime starter in the National Football League, and ever since has been an NFL analyst for CBS Sports. Okay, let's let's get to Baker Mayfield. Um, he's owed $19 million guaranteed. That's probably one of the big reasons he hasn't been traded yet. The assumption becomes he either gets traded or cut. What does he need in order to be successful, Steve? You know, I think a fresh start would be really good for him. I think given all that has happened um, for him in his short career, uh, there's a lot of questions about, uh, I think, his overall confidence and where he's at from that perspective. And we know there's been a lot of examples of guys that uh, get off to the rocky start and end up uh, turning it around when they get into a new situation. They feel like they're uh, empowered again in a situation where there there is confidence and, and genuine enthusiasm about them being there. I don't think he's going to have that in Cleveland in any scenario. Um, you know, I can't imagine the Browns uh, trying to if they if they don't find the right uh, suitor uh, for 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 Baker Mayfield, and, and if they do, maybe fear that Deshaun Watson may uh, miss a significant portion of this season. Uh, maybe there are some there's a school that maybe they they keep both of them. I don't see that being an option, but I've heard people kind of talking about that. Uh, but but obviously Baker Mayfield is not going to be excited about that situation, and I, I do think something has to happen. I do think he can still be a productive NFL quarterback based on what he did his first couple of years. I never viewed him as the number one pick in the draft. I thought all along that uh, the Browns were going to regret not taking Josh Allen with that first pick. Uh, I said that before the draft, and – uh, it's kind of played itself out. But I do think that Baker Mayfield can be a good, uh, productive quarterback in the right situation, and I think he will be when it's all said and done. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Steve Berline, uh, who joins us. Okay, what about Tom Brady? Um, what do you make of 
the retirement and then the unretirement in such a short period of time? I was shocked by this one. Uh, I mean, I really had no there was no there was a zero percent chance in my mind that when he came out and announced that he was that he was done, that he was retiring, that he was going to come back. I, I just didn't see any scenario or just knowing Tom Brady as we've all gotten to know him over the years, I, I thought that when he made that statement, when he finally made that statement that he was done, he was going to be done. And for it to turn so quickly, um, I mean, I told a bunch of people, in fact, there were a lot of people that were correct on him coming back, um, obviously much more so than me, but I told them they were crazy. There's no way that Tom Brady would ever come back after saying that he's done. Um Obviously, I was wrong, and uh, I, the love for the game, and the, I think the fact that uh, he felt like there was still a little bit of—I uh, uh, don't know—I don't want to say he had more to prove because he's already proven everything, but I think the desire to show that he still could do it one more time is probably what motivated him to come back and say, "You know, I feel good. Let's give it one more shot." I—I I just hope it works out well for him from a health standpoint. Whether he comes back and gets that Super Bowl, we know how difficult that's going to be to accomplish again, especially at one year older. Uh, I just hope that nothing bad happens to him physically uh, and that the year doesn't go really uh, in a negative way for him because I'd hate for him to, to walk off under those conditions. What do you think of the Miami rumors? I can't believe that. But, you know, shoot, I've been wrong on him. Everything to do with Brady for the last five years, <laughs> I've been wrong on and so I, I don't know how to predict anything with him. Um, he always seems to do the opposite of what I think is going to happen. And uh, I don't put any stock in it. I cannot see any situation where the Buccaneers would want to trade um, Tom Brady to the Dolphins for, for the last year after he just won him a Super Bowl, uh, you know, just over a year ago. So um, I don't think there's anything to it, um, you know, unless – Unless the Dolphins want to get a little bit silly and stupid and, and give up, uh, you know, everything that they possibly have to, to get Brady and the Bucks feel like it sets them up better for the future. Um, I just, but there's nothing, there's not a scenario in my mind where I see that playing out. I just, I just cannot see Brady coming back to go to Miami and uh, try to finish it out there. How does Devontae Adams do in Las Vegas? You know, I think they're excited about it. Obviously, he and, and Derek Carr uh, getting back on the on the field together, and I think they'll they'll have a very productive year. I think they'll they'll be, um, you know, one of the top tandems in the NFL as long as both stay healthy. You know, Devonte Adams has shown he can do it even without a lot of supporting cast around him when he is the obvious featured guy, and that's going to be the situation again in in uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, I expect them to be really productive. You know, Derek Carr is going to find ways to get the football to him. And, um, you know, obviously uh, Josh uh, is going gonna, is gonna to find creative ways to get the football to his best player as well. So I expect that to go really well for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. What about Green Bay? You sign the quarterback to what's assumed to be the biggest contract ever. How do you get pieces around him? I, I this is another one that I'm glad you brought that up because from that perspective I did not see it coming um, it makes sense for the Raiders obviously but it makes no sense for the Green Bay Packers and I cannot believe that Aaron Rodgers 
has been so accommodating and so enthusiastic and so um, positive, knowing that there was no intention of trying to re-sign Devontae Adams, that they were going to uh, trade him somewhere most likely. And uh, he hasn't come out and refuted that. I, I, I thought that he would be very vocal uh, and that maybe they, the Packers would pull the fast one on him, but that's not the case. It doesn't seem to be. And I don't know how the Packers make up for that, and I don't know how uh, they can go into this season feeling really good about their chances without their number one playmaker uh, being a part of the deal. I, I I don't know how they're going to get it done. Uh, maybe they, they, they feel like they're going to grab a great one out of the draft this year, and maybe they feel good about the supporting cast. But there's no way they're going to fill Devontae Adams' shoes this year. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Uh, but but I do think that one of the reasons he's been so accommodating, there has to be a plan there. I just don't know what that plan is or if it'll make them better or more likely a little bit worse on offense. It's going to be fascinating. Well, Steve, well, I ahead. think they're going to they're, they're gonna be worse. I don't think there's any way they can be better. And I do think they have a plan in place. But how do you replace a Devontae Adams? I mean – I don't know. And, 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 and Marcus and Marcus Valdez Scantling. They lost two of their top three. I mean, he's he's not a great player, yeah. but but you know, it, having guys around for their entire career where they know everything that you want to do and every, it, it, there's a value to that. In addition to Devontae Adams' pure talent and his relationship with Aaron, Steve, we got to run. I appreciate you joining us uh, immensely. Thank you so much for your time. You got it, buddy. Anytime. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Breathe in, breathe out. Sorry. Um, we'll talk some LeBron next hour. Uh, I think we're going to talk to Dan Dockett's next hour, right? Yeah, we'll talk to Dan Dockett's next hour. And I'll, I'll give you, I do have some very... I think, smart and interesting thoughts in the Final Four. But before we get to that, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. (laughs) What does the Fox say say is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. This is Dan Patrick on what went down between Chris Rock and Will Smith. Chris Rock has a moment where he's ready to say something about Will Smith that will really be personal. But you have to, you know, the thing I'll give credit to Chris Rock is, A, he took the punch or took the smack and then had the wherewithal to not make this personal because he still had a best documentary to hand out. And then you realize that Will Smith... Moments later is going to win the best actor. And he got up on stage and got best actor. That might have been the best acting he did. <laughs> getting Acting like he was really upset for his wife. He's laughing. All of a sudden looks over. She's not laughing. Now, Chris Rock has had some jokes at her expense previously. But that's what Chris Rock does. It's a joke. Not even a good joke. Like, if you're going to get smacked, get smacked over a good joke. That's not even a good joke. And I understand Will Smith defending his wife, maybe in a different setting, you know, after party, pull him aside, just say, look, you know, let's be grown men. Let's be professionals. Don't say those things about my wife. Yeah, we discussed this. I mean, 
look, I I understand when you're talking about somebody not having their hair and you do look it's just a job hazard. It's a lot like in my job you're going to have an opinion about something. When you if you're doing it right, you're going to have an opinion that's going to piss somebody off. It just does. It's it's uh it's without any question it's a job hazard and you have to learn that. And and look, you you have to learn that sometimes you'll say something that you'd wish you'd had back. Also have all this stuff happens, all of it is very very reasonable. And do I think that Will Smith overreacted? Of course he did. No one's going to argue otherwise. Is it the end of all things good on TV? No. I would also say that there's a lot that goes into it. The other jokes made at her expense, the social media stuff, and then maybe it's that Chris Rock, you think him as a friend to court, right? He's a friend. He's going to lay off. And then he, he says something like, you know what? She's had enough. And that's what it's about. Nonetheless, it made for... Something that I find to be completely uninteresting, not entertaining, a, a must-watch and a repeat watch. What does the fuck say? All right, coming up next, it's the Blue Bloods and One New Blood. Why we're going to act like we don't care about the Final Four, and then we'll have unbelievable ratings. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's only two sides to root for. Which one are you? That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.